I am Anansi, keeper of stories. Settle down while I stir the pot. Join me while I spin a tale. Welcome to Anansi Storytime. I'm your host, Verity. Today we have a story about a man who abandoned his search for wealth when he discovers it's all a crock. Our story is called The Field of Bolions and is based on a Celtic tale collected by Joseph Jacob. Our players are Thomas Sixton and Pat. Please enjoy. Oh, hey, I didn't see you there. We've been up all night hammering out this episode for you, and we could use a little help keeping the fire stoked. That's where you come in. Head over to patreon.com slash legendsmithproductions to pitch in as one of our patrons. We thank you for listening and for your continued support. Come, sit, listen. I once heard a story that started like this. One fine day in harvest. It was, in fact, Lady Day in harvest, that which everybody knows to be one of the greatest holidays of the year. Tom Fitzpatrick was taking a ramble through the ground and went along the sunny side of a hedge, when all of a sudden he heard a clacking sort of noise a little before him. Dear me, but isn't it surprising to hear the stone chatter singing so late in the season? So Tom stole forth, going on the tops of his toes to try to see if he could get a sight of what was making the noise, to see if he was right in his guess. The noise stopped. As Tom looked sharply through the bushes, what should he see in the nook of the hedge but a brown pitcher that might hold about a gallon and a half of liquor? By and by, a little wee teeny tiny bit of an old man with a little motty of a cocked hat stuck upon the top of his head, a dishy-dashy leather apron hanging before him, pulled out a little wooden stool and stood upon it. He dipped a little pig in into the pitcher, took out the full of it, and put it beside the stool. He then sat down under the pitcher and began to work at putting a heel piece on the bit of rogue he just fit for himself. Well, by the powers, I've often heard tell of the leprechauns, and to tell God's truth, I never rightly believed in them. But here's one of them in real earnest. If I go knowingly to work, I'm a made man. They say a body must never take their eyes off them, or they'll escape. Tom now stole on a little further, with his eye fixed on the little man, just as a cat does with a mouse. So when he got up quite close to him... God bless your work, neighbor. Thank you kindly. I wonder you'd be working on the holiday. That's my own business, not yours. Well, maybe you'd be civil enough to tell us what you've got in that pitcher there. That I will. With a pleasure, it's good beer. Beer? Thunder and fire, where did you get it? Where did I get it, is it? Why... I made it. And what do you think I made it of? Devil a one of me knows, but of malt, I suppose. What else? There you're out. I made it of heath. Of heath? <laughs> Surely you don't think me to be such a fool as to believe that. Do as you please. But what I tell you is the truth. Did you never hear tell of the Danes? Well, what about them? Why, all the about them there is is when they were here, they taught us to make beer of the heath and the secrets in my family ever since. Will you give a body a taste of your beer? I'll tell you what it is, young man. It would be fitter for you to be looking after your father's property than bothering decent, quiet people with your foolish questions. There now. While you're idling away your time here, the cows have broke into the oats and are knocking the corn all about. Tom was taken so by surprise with this that he was just on the very point of turning round when he recollected himself. 
So, afraid that the like might happen again, he made a grab at the leprechaun and caught him up in his hand. In his hurry, he overset the pitcher and spilt all the beer so that he could not get a taste of it to tell what sort it was. I swear, I'll kill you if you don't show me where your money is. He looks so wicked and so bloody-minded that I am quite frightened. Come along with me a couple of fields off, and I'll show you a crock of gold. So they went, and Tom held the leprechaun fast in his hand and never took his eyes from off him, though they had to cross hedges and ditches and a crooked bit of bog, till at last they came to a great field all full of bullions, and the leprechaun pointed to a big bullion. Dig under that bullion, and you'll get a great crock full of guineas. Tom in his hurry had never thought of bringing a spade with him, so he made up his mind to run home and fetch one. And that he might know the place again, he took off one of his red garters and tied it round the bullion. Swear you'll not take that garter away from that bullion. I swear not to touch it. I suppose you have no further occasion for me? No, you may go away now. Uh, if you please. And Godspeed to you, and may good luck attend you wherever you go. Well, goodbye to you, Tom Fitzpatrick, and much good may it do you when you get it. So Tom ran for dear life till he came home and got a spade, and then away with him, as hard as he could go, back to the field of bullions. But when he got there, lo and behold... Not a bullion in the field without a red garter. All the very model of my own. As to digging up the whole field, that is all nonsense. There are more than 40 good Irish acres in it. So Tom came home again with his spade on his shoulder, a little cooler than he went. And many's the hearty curse he gave the leprechaun every time he thought of the neat turn he had served him. I hope you enjoyed the tale. When you return, perhaps I will tell you another. The story The Field of Bullions was edited by Will Berghart. For more information on Anansi Storytime, visit us at spiderstorytime.com. Please review us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever we're available. It goes a long way to help people find us. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Tom Fitzpatrick.